Welcome to the Raising Pearls podcast, sponsored by Pearls of Purity. We're so glad you came by to hang out with us to discuss important topics on this parenting journey. Today, we are going to take a closer look at our families. The dynamics of our family might all look different, but they're all created with the same purpose in mind. When we brought home our sweet babies, our family became our child's first classroom to learn about how to interact with others, how to resolve conflict, and how to grow into young adults when they leave our home. We become their first teacher, and their siblings are often their first closest friends. It is such a vital part of our child's development, but at the same time, we tend to treat our family worse than we would treat others. And it is frustrating when we hear our kids criticize their siblings in a way that they would never talk to a friend. We tend to put down our guard around those we love, and we're not alone in these struggles. Let's read Genesis 4, 2-8 through 8, to examine the first family when Adam and Eve had children. Now Abel became a shepherd of flocks, but Cain worked the ground. In the course of time, Cain presented some of the land's produce as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also presented an offering, some of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. The Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious and he looked despondent. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you furious, and why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Cain was upset that God did not look at his offering with favor. The Bible doesn't say exactly why his gift was not looked on with favor. It could have been his heart condition when he gave this offering. His actions that follow show that his heart was not in the right place. God even tried to give him a chance to have a heart change, but he did not change. He immediately took it out on his brother Abel. Abel didn't do anything to deserve Cain being upset with him, but he was killed as a result of Cain's anger. We have arguments or fighting in our homes when the true problem is a heart problem, not a sibling or a parent problem. And we're going to look at five issues of the heart that create problems in our home. The first one is anger. Now, Jesus was angry, so we know that the emotion of anger is not a sin. However, what we choose to do as a result of the anger is the sin. Thinking of Cain, instead of asking God for a change of heart when given the opportunity, he continued in his anger, and then he killed his brother. Proverbs twenty nine twenty two says, An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered one increases rebellion. When we are angry, we generally are not helpful to those around us. Instead, the verse points out that we just create more conflict around us when we start taking it out on others. We need to learn to be aware when we are angry and how it is affecting others around us. You know the saying, if mama isn't happy, then no one's happy. 
And we laugh, but, you know, really it speaks so much to this verse, how our anger can stir up problems within our home when we get angry. And it is real easy when we get interrupted for the millionth time to snap or react harshly, but it really isn't accomplishing anything. Proverbs 16, 23 says, The heart of a wise person instructs his mouth. It adds learning to his speech. When we are angry, we usually say things we don't mean or in a way that we really didn't intend. We are reacting, not responding. When we react, we reveal our first reactions of anger and there is no control over our tongue. However, when we respond to someone, we are using wisdom with our minds, not just our emotions. So there are times we need to just take a step back and calm down so we can have better self-control in the situation. There are times when I go for a mom timeout before I deal with a situation so I can see the circumstances for what they are and I can respond, not react. Another issue of the heart is pride. This can be a big one. Pride can easily come off as an attitude that demands things are done my way only. Cain could not accept his gift was not as good as Abel's. Then Cain's pride made it hard for him to accept correction from God. Instead of drawing him closer to God, his pride took him farther from God. Proverbs 16:18 says, Pride comes before destruction and an arrogant spirit before a fall. We see pride in our kids when they think they know better than their siblings and the fighting begins. There are times we need to help them understand that as part of family, we need to look out for others, not just themselves. Philippians 2, 3-4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important as yourselves. Everyone should look not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. It is easy to see pride in our kids But as parents, we can be prideful as well. There can be conflict when we struggle with our children not acting a certain way. We can be frustrated that they are supposed to obey us no matter what. Then, when it doesn't happen, we might react out of pride rather than wisdom. It can snowball into a bigger problem when we don't react calmly and humbly. Also, one more heart issue is scorning. When someone is scorned, someone puts someone else down verbally. And this includes name-calling and mean words. Usually when this happens, no one walks away happy, but rather hurt and then the names leave lasting wounds. Proverbs 22.10 says, Drive out a scoffer and strife will go out, and quarreling and abuse will cease. When we choose to use our words to put others down, this verse tells us that arguments and insults will just continue. Our families need to be our safe place where we don't have others putting us down. We try really hard to create a safe space where we can build each other up. Now, that doesn't mean our kids are perfect and don't name call, but we're quick to call them out and not allow it to take place in our home. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. Get creative as a family to think of ways you can encourage and build each other up. Possibly choose prayer partners and pray specifically for a member that week. Or give each other a compliment around the table. And, you know, possibly leave happy notes for each other. A further issue of the heart is contentiousness. 
or when we are quarrelsome. Proverbs 26.21 tells us, As charcoal for embers and wood for fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. Sometimes we have an argumentative spirit and want to have the last word in a conversation. So this verse is saying that a quarrelsome person kindles strife. Sometimes our child wants to give us a list of excuses rather than really listen to what we have to say. Then the next thing we know, the conversation has turned into an argument. Galatians 5:14 through 15 says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Our families are our closest neighbors. The Bible doesn't exempt us from showing them love, even though we live in the same household. We are held to the same standard. These verses hold a warning that we will devour or eat as we would pray on each other when we are argumentative. There are times when we have to realize that our conversation might need a break when our child seems to be argumentative. As they are learning self-control, it might be helpful as parents not to get wrapped into the argument, but help them to learn how to stop and calm down without trying to finish the conversation. Sometimes that is easier said than done, but it is our responsibility to not be argumentative in the conversation as the adult. The last issue of the heart is jealousy. Such a hard one to deal with in my opinion. Even if we do our best not to show favoritism or be biased, there are times when our children just aren't always treated the same. And this happens for various reasons. It might be an older sibling that is expected to have more responsibility than the younger one, or it might be because there are more health issues for one of our children. I mean, it could be various reasons. And sometimes it's just, you know, our child's perception that make them feel as if they're being treated unfairly. This can make them feel jealous of their sibling. Galatians 5.26 says, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. It didn't turn out well for Cain. He took out his jealousy and anger on his brother. In Cain's situation, he looked at the situation as if Abel was to blame. His jealousy blinded the fact he was really upset at God and his own part of the sacrifice. There's a chance when you're upset that your anger might be blinding you to the whole story as well. Instead, we can work hard to create an atmosphere of love in our home. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says, Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. We have to be very intentional to create this environment. Try to make time to have one-on-one time with your kids during the day, even if it's only for a few minutes. We are the role models in each of these areas, and we will not do this perfectly, but we are all works of progress. Our families are a gift from God. Our kids are intended to help each other to get better at relationships while they are growing and maturing. We cannot do this on our own, but we must ask God to help us. Let's pray. Lord, help us to love one another, to put others above ourselves, Help us to control our tongues, keep our pride in check, Lord. Help us to 
love and focus on you, Lord. And Lord, help our girls to lift one another up so that they might show your love to each other and that others might see how they love one another and come to know you, Lord. And we just thank you for our many blessings. In Jesus' name, amen.